Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening The Lunchbox, Like Father, Like Son, The Husband, and more. On Tuesday, April 29th at 7 p.m., Reva Seth reads from and discusses her book, The Mom Shift, in the E-Bar. And on Wednesday, April 30th, the E-Bar presents An Evening of Poetry with Shane Nielsen, Amelia Meister, Madhur Anand, and Kevin Spence. That's also happening at 7 p.m. Also this week, Fortnite Music presents an album release for Pink Moth with openers Blimp Rock and Jenny Omnicord. That's on Thursday, May 1st. And uh, that is Blimp Rock in the background right now with the song Lake Ontario Lifeguards. The Bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more information. When you frequent the beach, they ensure that you don't sink. They are Lake Ontario lifeguards And they own the keys to secret water cars Could it be the answer, the answer, the answer? Creative Control with Beach Comic It's nice to be home. I had a wonderful time in St. John's, Newfoundland at the Lanya Vanya Music Festival. The people there are unbelievable. Did my talk show, went really well, introduced a lot of bands, saw a lot of great music, didn't go to bed before 6 a.m. They start things late there, and they stay up late, and they talk a lot, and as you might know if you listen to the show, I like to talk a lot, so it was a, well, it was a killer combination. I had a great time. It was rainy and gray and cold in St. John's almost my entire trip, and then I returned home. It's also rainy and gray and kind of cold here, so it might be my fault. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. Speaking of back, I dug back into the archives of this show for an interview I recorded in September of 2013, and I want to share it with you because it's topical, it's relevant. Sao Paulo Underground were in Guelph for the Guelph Jazz Festival. They are frequent guests here because they're great, and they love the city, and they love the festival. And so, myself and the three members of Sao Paulo Underground, uh, Rob Mazurik, the leader, cornet, he plays harmonium, he does other things was there. Also, Guillerme Granado. It was his birthday. He's the keyboard player. Synth samples. He does vocals as well. And Mauricio Takara, percussionist, electronic manipulator. He was there. All three members of Sao Paulo Underground in Guelph. And we met at a restaurant in Guelph called Ox. And we had a long discussion about their band, about what the jazz and punk scene is like in Sao Paulo. And and Rob talked at great length about his own upbringing and his music history in Chicago and, and beyond. And you're going to hear a brand new, or not brand new, now, it's certainly not now. At the time, it was new. You're going to hear a song from the Sao Paulo underground record, Abella Flores Velo Es Suyo. I did not pronounce that correct by any stretch of the imagination, I'm sure. But you're going to hear a song from this record. And uh, the reason it's topical is because... Uh, Sao Paulo Underground evolved out of Rob's project, Chicago Underground Duo. And they are playing in Toronto on Thursday, May 1st. It's a wavelength presentation at the Garrison uh, around 8 p.m. Also on the bill, Not the Wind, Not the Flag, fantastic duo. King Weather and DJ Daniel Vila. 
So Chicago Underground Duo are in town. You're going to hear from Rob Mazurk, of, uh, who is the figurehead, the founder of Chicago Underground Duo. As I say, that morphed into Sao Paulo Underground. And uh, so here it is, my conversation with all three amazing men in Sao Paulo Underground. I love these people. They're, one, they're wonderful. I think you're going to love them too. Here they are, Sao Paulo Underground. The Eden Mills Writers' Festival and The Bookshelf are pleased to present Allison Wearing's award-winning one-woman show, Confessions of a Fairy's Daughter, Growing Up with a Gay Dad. This is happening at the E-Bar in Guelph on Friday, May 23rd. Based on her best-selling memoir, Wearing's compelling show tells the story of growing up with a gay father in the 1980s. Balancing intimacy, history, and downright hilarity, this is a captivating tale of family life, deliciously imperfect, riotously challenging, and full of life's great lessons and love. This all-ages licensed performance of Confessions of a Fairy's Daughter takes place at the E-Bar, located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, on Friday, May 23rd at 8 p.m. sharp. Tickets are now available at the Bookshelf Bookstore, also located at 41 Quebec Street, or online via ticketbreak.com. And for more information about the show, visit EdenMillsWritersFestival.ca. The E-Bar is not a fully accessible venue. So we're rolling. The moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. The moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. The moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. Nice. That was amazing. I've never had anyone check the mic on this show. So beautifully. What was what was that? You guys all fell right into that. What happened? That's called G G Balls Fantasia. That's Rob's new song. Just wrote it. Is it for your birthday, G Ball? I think it is, no? Is it? Well the lyrics are the moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. So every day when Galami wakes up, he's a little bit different. But just a little bit. Still but still the same. And right? still beautiful. Do you feel different and the same right now? I feel different and the same all the time. Pretty deep, pretty deep stuff, Sao Paulo Underground. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Paulista right. style. What did your, uh, you guys have spent the last, wait, when, how long have you been in Guelph uh, on this trip? Uh, four days now? Maybe three or four days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you got it, did you just fly straight from Sao Paulo? Yeah, through Panama. Long flight. And, 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 how has your visit been the last four days? Beautiful. Like, like it was our third time here. It's always beautiful. It's super nice. Really nice. You, you guys actually, uh, I was thinking about the fact that you keep coming back here. Rob, in particular. Rob, you've been here, geez, how many times now? It's like so many times for so Eight long. or nine times. I mean, Ajay keeps inviting me back to the festival, and it's amazing. Yeah. And you, it, beyond that invitation, you want to come because you, you like the thing. It's one of the most happiest places in the world is Guelph, you know? So even coming through the Toronto airport, it was like, everybody's happy at this airport. It's incredible, man. And in Guelph, you just like walk down the street. People like hand you cheeseburgers for free. I mean, it's amazing. It's weird. Wait a minute. Someone handed you a free cheeseburger? I, this never happened to me. I live here all the time. Tell them the story, G-Ball. Okay. So we're walking around. It's our first day here, right? And I'm like, man, I haven't had a burger in like two months. I really feel like a burger. Let's find a, a burger joint. So we turn the corner, and at the backyard of the Hope House, they're having this cookout, and they're handing out burgers. And we're like, wow. And then Mauricio was like, oh, I just have some corn. Then the woman was like, why? No, I'm a vegetarian. She's like, just come back in five minutes. And they had veggie burgers for them. So that's well for you, man. And then, then we're at the sound check yesterday morning, Sunday morning. It's it's nine in the morning, ten in the morning. What time was it? 
Around nine, yeah. You know, yeah. and we're, we're downstairs drinking coffee, getting ready to play the show, and we're like, geez, it'd be nice to have a little, little something right before the show, but it's morning, and it's probably impossible. 30 seconds later, a lady walks in with two bottles of wine, and we're like, this is a, it's like Christmas time every day here. <laughs> Yeah, we like to say here in Guelph that the moon's beauty is in variation of sameness, just because that's, that's just the way we live. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I agree with I agree with that too. So, uh, you guys played. Uh, how many times did you play at this festival? Because I saw you do a thing with Pharaoh Sanders, which was unbelievable at the Riverrun Center, and then I woke up the next day for their 10:30 a.m. slot uh, at the Youth Music Center. Did I miss anything? No, no, that was that was that was all. We did. Yeah, yeah. Those two shows. Okay, and this is all re- is roughly in support of your latest record. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is. Which is. Beja Flores, Flores Sujo. You both said the same thing at the same time, and I was hoping this. This. Yeah, what is? What? Say it again, and what does it mean? It's Beja Flores, Valerie Sujo. Is some, is a strange Portuguese translation of the, old dirty hummingbird. Oh, okay. What, what, what? Old Dirty Hummingbird. Who in the band is the old... Is, is someone in the band the old Dirty Hummingbird? Everybody. <laughs> Am I? Okay, I, I'll take so, it. So the G-Ball, we call the G-Ball <laughs> Old Girly Bastard. Uh, he can tell the story, but... There's not really but, a story behind no, there's that. No, a story. It's something. But, but the record is loosely... Has to do with Old Dirty Bastard, Sun Ra, and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Okay, now this sort of comes through on the record, does it not? There's a lot of references to all the things you just said. You, in fact, you do over the rainbow, a version of it. What, what, okay, this is great. I feel like a journalist who stumbled upon a big scoop. <laughs> what, what exactly is going on on this record? I, I, do we know what's going on on this record? We kind of never know what's going on yeah, with any record, but you some, know, like it's a snapshot of what we have been doing, and we're pretty proud of it. I am. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's pretty good. We recorded <laughs> right in the middle of the tour last year. I was going to say that last North year, tour, last yeah. year the the four of us were in a room in the St. George's Church, Mitchell Hall, and we Are were you talking. Sure? Yeah, during the Guelph Jazz Festival. Yeah, yeah. I think it was last year, and yes, it was it was your birthday then as well. And here we are again interviewing. Every year on your birthday, we should have a chat. I think. Uh, yeah. And. I'm, I'm yeah. And, and, and you said at the time, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to Electrical Audio in Chicago to make our record. Oh, that's true. Right. That's the and right. then you totally went and did it. I checked the dates. It's like September 26th to 27th. So it's pretty remarkable. What was the experience like of, of making the record uh, in Chicago? That was pretty nice. It was, we, it was pretty quick. We recorded pretty quick. and yeah, We did it all live. and All live. Just the three of us. The B Room at Electrical Audio, which is an, an amazing chamber of sonic happiness yeah with greg norman it was nice great studio great environment good experience yeah Yeah. greg's a nice guy isn't he greg's like a very he's a kind of a quiet but very funny guy he's the shark man he's the shark oh right because of the golfer (laughs) well that's just part of it (laughs) (laughs) he also chomps on people what does he do why is he hard to say man he's like the he's like the 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 silent warrior of sonic bliss (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right that that's fair so you make the record and then uh what have you been working on since then just playing shows actually for now we're we it's all like the same process for us like touring playing shows and writing yeah. that's when we we do all at the same time always <laughs> yeah okay so kind of that's fairly typical you guys from my uh, vantage point I don't know many artists or, or groups that get along as well as you three seem to get along. You really seem to enjoy your company. It comes through in the stage uh, performance. Do you, and I imagine, must come through on the uh, recordings, in the recording process. It's all very enjoyable being in Sao Paulo Underground, I imagine. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, f- had an interview a few days ago. They had an interview with Farrell Sanders and Wadada Leo Smith at the thing and uh, at the Guelph Jazz Festival colloquium. And Farrell was really talking about just, you know, the concept of playing with people that obviously love each other, you know what I mean, and and show that love, or, or and are able to hang out, stay together, um, talk and experience many different things together, and uh, this is a group that does that. I mean, the, the three of us have been known each other now. This is very close to the ten ten year anniversary. It's almost ten years, and uh, you know, it just keeps getting better and better, and you know. 
able to talk about all kinds of different subjects, obviously not just music, but but art and culture and social things, po- politics, everything. And uh, yeah. it's a pleasure. You know? Saying out, yeah. We, we really enjoy each other's company and we miss each other when we're not around each other, which is rare when you do long tours and stuff, you know? Yeah, normally you want to get the hell away from everybody. Yeah, no, like, I, I hate this guy. Af- yeah. after, after the last tour, I think we, we were together for over a month and a, a week or something. And, brought these guys to the airport and we were practically all in tears because we're like, oh, don't go, don't go. Well, let's see, that's what it, it comes through. By the way, we're at Ox in Guelph and our, our drinks have all arrived. Nice. Thank, Thank you. you. What, do we, what do we have here again? Uh, you have a house-made cola, a Muskoka Mad Tom IPA, a Bose Organic Lug Tread, a classic champagne cocktail that is an O&T topped with a cookie and some signature jam out of Odekirk and Taylor and there's a Royal City Rum Roller on the way. That was beautiful. Amazing. Thank you very much for explaining that. that. What's your name? Beautifully. Benita. Benita, that's, that's a pretty name, too. That's great. I'm Vish. Benita, beauty. Yeah. Oh. Very close. Yeah, yes, it's, it's Dutch, actually. But. Right. Thanks, Benita. We appreciate it Thank very you. much. Yeah, this is great. This is my cola? Yes. Okay. Cola. Thank you. Let's do it. Thank you. Oh, we got to do it. To, to Mr. G Ball's birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, Saudi. buddy. Happy, happy 34. Happy birthday. 34. How does it feel being 34? Uh, Pretty. Much the same as 33, but a little bit different, like every day. Right, right. Like the, yeah, the variations of them. Beauty. You can have the cookie. Go ahead. Feel free. Go Mauricio, ahead. you just do you what you want to do. It's fine. Thank you. You can have, you can enjoy yourself. Enjoy the happiness. Thank you. <laughs> you mentioned. We do enjoy the happiness. <laughs> you mentioned it's been 10 years since uh, the band has been together. Uh, can you talk a little bit about... Uh, how you came together as a, as a group? Because my understanding is that uh, Rob was based in Chicago, and at some point uh, you traveled down to Sao, Sao Paulo. Is that pretty accurate? He was actually living in Brazil at the time, but far from Sao Paulo, in, in Manaus, in Brasilia, very far. Uh, but we already knew his music, especially through Isotope, the, the band. So when we knew he was there, we were like, oh, we should do something together with him. But then uh, I think at some point, like, there was a possibility for the Chicago Underground duo to play in Sao Paulo. So I'm not going to drink that. What is that? It's good. I, you want me to? I don't drink alcohol. I don't consume the alcohol. So no, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna have it. Jeez. So. No, sorry. I didn't. I didn't make that clear. Is that weird that I don't do that? I just don't. I just don't do it. I just don't do it. I just. So they came to São Paulo, and then. I don't remember the story so well, but then we started hanging out more and playing music, and then. It was very natural. Was yeah, it not from like then a, on, like a plan or anything. It's just like we had a couple of different lineups with a bunch of people from Sao Paulo like and we got to this Settled after this yeah after a while how how uh, accessible is the kinds of music the kind of music that Chicago underground duo would make for example how accessible is that in Sao Paulo i mean it obviously depends on whether or not the artists are willing to make such a journey i suppose but uh, i mean you obviously were inspired to make this kind of music because of your access points to the the artists making it right Yes, it's. I think it's like everywhere. It's like it's accessible if you, if you look, f- if you look for it. It's not. It's not playing on the radio. It's not on TV, and it's not on big venues or anything. But if you, if you're willing, you know, to check out some new stuff, it's there. You know, it's a huge city with a lot of stuff happening. So, yeah, if you're interested, you're gonna find stuff. You know? What's your? Can you both talk, uh, Mauricio and uh, and G Ball? Can you both talk about your uh, your musical G Ball? I remember that from last year. That's, that's when it started. started. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard G Ball until today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It a birthday thing. Remember the cupcake last year? It was written "Happy Birthday, G Ball." <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gamer. I didn't mean. I don't mean to perpetuate this. Can you talk a little bit about your uh, where you began making music? How you began making music uh, as kids, even? Um. Punk rock. We started. I st- we, we, both of us started on the hardcore scene in São Paulo. In, at different times, Mauricio is younger than me, but he started earlier. Uh, I started kind of late. I was I was into art and drawing and and studying art, and then 
got it was too much for me and then I started I always liked music and I was skateboarding and always around this stuff so started playing then we ended up through that scene meeting and hanging out hit it off and then started playing together eventually the band we started at that that time still around for 15 years now is our rock group called Hurt Mold it's a six piece and yeah we started through the punk rock hardcore scene there but what are your what is your primary <laughs> instrument would you say oh man I started with the punk rock bands I started playing bass and then it was just really curious about different sounds and different instruments so I just started like getting stuff whatever I could get my hands off and yeah like what is your setup on the stage for Sao Paulo Underground are you guys miking a drink <laughs> what, what is that it's on fire man. it's flaming it, what is it though could you know I, I have it's no idea. I think it's absinthe sugar cube yeah. oh it's an absinthe sugar cube yeah. okay Sorry, uh, can you describe your setup but in I Sao Paulo? Yeah, sure. Because uh, it's a little hard to kind of decipher. It's, a bunch of, it's like maybe two synthesizers, a keyboard through some through some effects, a bunch of effects and sampler, a bunch of percussion, some voice stuff, some voice stuff. Yeah. So how did you move from bass to that stuff? If you listen to the Sao Paulo Underground, I mainly play bass bass parts yeah. in the synthesizer. Uh, like Ray Manzarek. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. No, Julie's been on the show already once. Yeah, she was on with Hamid and. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Enjoy, thank you. Uh, enjoy your time in Toronto. You. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Hi, Julie. Hey, How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Okay. See you guys. Okay. Bye. Ciao. Guelph Jazz Festival people, the loveliest people, aren't they? Yeah. What are you doing? You can't put that down. No, I'm not you're sweating. I Mauricio, picked it up. I got it. I wanted to ask Mauricio about uh, your your background as a musician. When? Okay. How did you? We I heard a little bit from G Ball. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I started very young, as I, my f whole family plays music. So. Yeah, they, we have a recording studio together. Together, so. Yeah, I've always played music since I remember. I don't know when. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Great musicians and, and I don't really remember engineers. how I started, but I was always into like making music by myself too. And then uh, there was like this early '90s punk rock scene in Sao Paulo that was very uh, inspiring and very like do it yourself or as everywhere, but like it was really like fresh. And uh, so it was one of those things like, oh, okay, I barely know how to play, but I can go out and play a concert for like 500 kids. So yeah. that's great, you yeah. know, off my own music. It's so that's how we started. Kind of empowering yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. And I was like r r literally like 11 years old. So it's crazy. Yeah. Everyone's learning in front of everyone yeah. and like everyone's together. It's great. Yeah. It's totally a punk rock. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. 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 And that's actually how... Paulo underground. Yeah. <laughs> how... I got into jazz and improvisation too, you know, like just going there, meeting people trying that knew about stuff and like to get you into some music that you never heard of. I'm curious, was there an external force uh, that, that maybe arrived in, I guess I'm curious about the balance between a, an external musical force that may have influenced you in Sao Paulo versus what was actually happening within the city. I imagine there, those two things are related, but... Oh, you mean like bands and stuff? Yeah, with bands, it? yeah, yeah, sure. Fugazis is a huge inspiration for us. Like yeah, they huge. come. They came to Brazil pretty early on, like '94 for the first time. That was a huge impact, yeah. for sure. Like we all listened to it already, but just seeing them live and you, I know you've seen them live. I've seen them live many and times. Incredible, you know. It's one of I still say it's like I've seen many shows, but I still remember what a Fugazi show as being maybe. I wouldn't say the best show I've ever seen, but like the most intense experience with music, like like when you're literally like, like wow, like like wow, this is what I want to do, you know? This is this is, you know? So yeah, Fugazi is a huge thing. So prior to that show, had other bands of their caliber played that that you remember oh, seeing? Local local bands, yeah. Yeah. People do, didn't used to go so much to yeah, yeah. The bands using, didn't go there so much. We were really like 
everything we got was like we had the records and not many like you really had to look for it because you didn't couldn't really find the stuff so a lot of tapes were passed around you know and uh like jazz or like anything like that was like super expensive like festivals you know those jazz festivals where it's like you know it's not really for everybody so Fugazi was the thing that how they did every, everywhere in the world they would co go everywhere and like have fair prices for the shows and everyone was there all ages so yeah they would play like smaller cities that no no one played before you know so they were really they, they you looked up to them they were trailblazers for you yeah yeah totally. like groundbreaking for sure yeah, yeah, like, for sure and then i got to play with joe lally a bunch of times after that that was crazy Yeah, how did that come about? Uh, he started his solo uh, thing. Sorry, Kenny, yeah. our, my friend Kenny from the Wellington Brewery is <laughs> yeah. taking a keg. Thanks, Kenny. How's it going? You're on the podcast. You made it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kenny, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're replacing one keg for another? Is that how it's working? Bringing the fresh good stuff. Fresh good stuff? Okay. What do you got there? Special pale ale. Spa. It makes you feel like relaxing. You're going to the spa. Yeah, it's a good brewery. This, so we, I mean, it, I, I've been so, told I don't drink, but apparently, <laughs> I don't know really. It's almost SPA. It's almost SPU. Yes, that's right. Some Palo underground. Sorry, Mauricio, you were saying. But yeah, uh, he Joe was doing starting his solo thing, and a friend of mine from São Paulo. Uh, got in contact, in touch with him about bringing him to São Paulo. And he wanted to play with Brazilian musicians. Yeah. So I was invited. We played the tour. We went great. So he came back again after Thank two you. years. We played another tour. It was fa fantastic. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Isn't it pretty mind blowing? Yeah, like, and it, especially it's like happening now. Pharaoh and like all these people. Yeah, you crazy. got to play with Pharaoh. I mean, Bill. Uh, you got to play with Bill Dixon one time. I don't know if you guys were here for that. Oh, a bunch of times. Yeah, we yeah. With Bill in Lisbon with the Exploding Star. Yeah, we played Star. Jazz and Augusta with Bill, and these guys are now officially an Exploding Star Woo. since that time. So, <laughs> integrating them into the large group as well. Right. Because it's impossible not to have them close to me. <laughs> no, I can see that. I mean, there's a bond here, and I'm kind of getting in the way, but trying to, uh, you know, trying to fit in. I'm just trying to fit in here. What? Did you get a free beer? Come on, man. Come on, Kenny. Really? Oh, oh Jesus, thank you. That's incredible. Oh, thank no, you take so much. Your time, man. You know it's my birthday. So yeah. It's, 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 thank you, man. You got free beer. Unbelievable. You know. SPA, man. I don't understand. It's, 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 <laughs> maybe it's just with us. Maybe the Sao Paulo Underground has this thing with. Well, SB, SB, Sao Paulo. Are you actually L, talking bro. about moving here? Yeah. I, not, totally. not, not. Yeah, I, I would, I would totally move, move here. Not now because I know in Sao Paulo I'm doing my We're thing. But I would to totally, maybe uh -huh. I'll move here later on in life. Why not? I mean, obviously, if people keep giving you stuff every day for free. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty good incentive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, maybe we, if we, I move here, they'll be like, no. Now you start giving us stuff. We thought we thought maybe we can talk to Ajay and start some kind of creative world music you know uh creative uh workshops for a couple months and we can come here the artist in residency yeah thing? and how yeah. that relates to to, to 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 skating you know social structures throughout the world all right that, that sounds like amazing. a plan. yeah that would be super nice no i think it could happen anything seems like possible it? in guelph <laughs> you don't yeah. like it yeah, yeah. nice place where's Ajay? Let's talk to him. Ajay, where are you, <laughs> man? Ajay Heble, the artistic director of the festival. I don't he know. might Everyone, be coming here. He might we'll be see. coming here. We'll, we'll pose the question. Actually, G-Ball just told me, <laughs> uh, Mauricio, that, didn't you just play with Lee Ronaldo as well from Sonic yeah, Youth? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was like part of this performance he has. It was really nice. In Sao Paulo, he, he was playing some shows with his rock quartet. The Dust. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good show. And then he was doing also this art performance with his wife and he invited some percussionists to it so, was really nice so is that is that a, just a ma matter of your circumstances that you guys have kind of risen to a level where when people visit of a certain caliber that, that it's pretty crazy actually like like the other uh, like maybe a year ago two years ago um this friend of ours was doing some recordings with prince paul nice. the producer Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And he was like, oh, you guys want to come and record some stuff and then it's like man I grew up listening to De La Soul now I'm doing I don't but even know if that's going to be used for something but I was in the studio with Prince Paul you know it's like you think about it and then Pharaoh and like Lee and like Joe yeah. Lally and Bill I Dixon think that's a uh, big part we did part. a tour with Prefuse 73 which, which is like really like Yusef Latif Roscoe, Roscoe Mitchell was like it's like I think we're lucky man no, I think you deserve it, if I might say. But, I mean, it does seem like there is some fortune shining down on you as well. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob, I want to, since we've gotten background from everybody else, can you talk a little bit about how you got started in music? Because uh, you're, you're one of the most prolific people I know, one of the most accomplished, but I, I don't know much about how you got into this. Well, I started playing cornet at the age of 10 through the school program. And a few years later, just became enamored with Miles Davis you know uh -huh. and that whole thing so <coughs> even at the age of like 12 or 13 i was reading like dizzy gillespie's book to be your not to bop buying all these mostly electric miles davis records that which led me to some reason to sun Ra records to art ensemble of chicago records to uh uh, uh that type of stuff so very early on i was listening to that music and just really the thing that did it for me is i saw sun Ra live around 1979 or so huh. in Chicago um, and he had a massive band at the time and uh, they started the show they all came running out and fire spitters and like everybody dressed in, in purple a whole drum line and brass players and dancers and it just pushed me back in my seat and I thought that's what I want to do yeah the fire spitters and everything so after seeing that, I thought someday, you know what I mean? And then, you know, many years later, I started the, the Exploding Star Orchestra, which is kind of a, you know, maybe kind of extension of that type of thing. Right. You, are you, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Jersey City. So I was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. Lived in New Jersey until I was 10. When oh, was until 10, you were 10. Okay. Yeah. When I moved to a uh, suburb of Chicago in 1975. And then I moved into the city in 1983. When I finished high school, I moved right into the city to try and learn how to play jazz. So when you start, started cornet at 10 years old, were you in that suburb of Chicago or were you still in? In the suburb, yeah. Okay, you were yeah, still there. Yeah. And so, who, what, what, again, what was your access point to all of the artists uh, that you just described as inspiring you at that point? Well, I mean, I just started buying records just randomly. And it really? just happened to be like a crazy mix like i said the electric miles sun Ra art ensemble of chicago and then when i moved into the city i started to play w with a bunch of people from various parts of the jazz community some that were involved with the aecm like jody christian for instance great piano player who passed away recently and uh more straight ahead players like lynn holiday fantastic tenor player right. who's actually an influence on pharaoh sanders i came to learn um and just, just learn by playing, you know. I sucked for a really long time, you know what I mean? Just trying to play the music. And, uh, you know, after a certain number of years, it was just a matter of then finding the right kind of people to... Uh, because I was always writing music as well. So that, that was always part of my thing, is to, to create your own thing, you know. 
And you obviously this your practice is informed by all the collaborating you did with all the people you played with over the years. But oh sure. And you mentioned at ten years old you took it in school, right. cornet. But what other educational background do you have in terms of music? Or was it just primarily your own? It was mostly uh, private teachers. I studied oh, like, you did? Okay. modern classical composition. I studied uh, trumpet with various teachers, um, but all private, you know. Um, and then it was, you know, I mostly learned from doing and listening to records and actually playing f with people that lived in the 40s and 50s and 60s during the, the when, you know, when jazz was developing at so, such an incredible rate. Yeah. You know, so having that experience as well um, and then uh, having these amazing players constantly telling you that it's okay that you're emulating the masters but at some point you have to you have to find your own way you have to find your own way of doing anything because then it's just a lie right you know you obviously took this to heart yeah yeah totally I, I was lucky enough to have three or four people including Art Farmer including like Billy Brimfield including Fred Anderson including Bill Dixon who are constantly talking about the 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 idea of creating your own vocabulary and creating your own way of, of uh, projecting your sound. You're from Chicago, which has this... I'm always constantly fascinated by the kind of cultural history of Chicago, the musical history, everything from like chess records, art ensemble of Chicago, right. thrill jockey, touch and go. Like there's just so many amazing things that have come out of Chicago yeah. that for me were kind of life altering. Right. Can you talk a little bit? Of, and you were in the midst of all of it. Right. A lot of blues, right. like great blues, blues too. artists. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. And I'm, I'm, can you just talk about what it's like to live in a city that that seems to have that much vibrancy going for it? I mean, you know, when I was coming up, it was all of that. It was like, you know, you would go to House of Blues and you would go to Roses and stuff and hear like the most amazing electric blues you've ever heard. And then just by hanging out, people would invite you to play on their records or just to, to, to be at a jam session or something. So everything from like the electric blues of Chicago to like, super traditional um, jazz which I played for years in Chicago learning standards and playing with but playing with people who like I said came from where the stuff came from <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah so which is interesting you know because I meet a lot of people now that that are a little younger than me that that didn't get so much the opportunity to do that or for some reason maybe don't seek it out as much but for me the the, the meeting of of people like Kenny Prince and and Fred Hopkins and you know and even now w with the Sao Paulo Underground playing stuff with Nana Vasconcellos and like you know Pharaoh and Yusuf like we talked about um, but in Chicago you know no one's really asked me this question so it's interesting because I was able to to be a part of the the electric blues scene for a little while I was I was able to be a part of the more traditional jazz players at the time and then the more avant-garde players getting involved with people who i loved in the acm and and uh you were some you were something of a you were in the midst of all of it you were yeah. I, mean, I don't want to <laughs> put too much on you but you were a bit of a nucleus uh, figure in a sense because you could sort of move between all of these realms right well i i mean i it's like an evolution at some point i, I stopped playing certain musics to concentrate more and more on my own sound so although i, I played in electric blues context traditional jazz context i kept moving toward towards trying to find find a new sound and that's when chicago underground started um which was also around the time i met the, the guys from tortoise yeah and you know seeing cake and and sam precop with with his stuff and like i said tortoise and those guys and um all the stuff u.s maple all the stuff that was going on around that four carnation you know, all these people, Jim O'Rourke at the time, and David you, Grubbs were doing great things with uh, Gaster Del Sol. Were you, you know? tied with the Jesus Lizard people at all? Not, no, not no. really. Okay. Not really. I remember hearing Smashing Pumpkins before they became big at, at, you know, this club called Avalon. Right. It was just the trio playing, and I was like, boy, this band sounds awful, man. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I loved it. You know, it was strange. I was like, Why what? did you love it if it was awful? Because it was just, 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 just to see, man. It was just like the three of the, 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 the girl playing the bass. What's Darcy. Yeah. Darcy. And then they were just playing in this bar. And it was just like making this incredible ruckus. 
That's know, not an old man word. You can say ruckus, sure. <laughs> Come on, what man. What are you, 20? <laughs> Take it easy. Says Take bring it. the ruckus, man. Bring the ruckus, man. That's true. It was a ruckus sound that, that, that the trio, man. That's and, true. And I just remember because... Ghostface says that word. You got to say that word. There's no problem. I, I only say, I only say <laughs> And he's not an old man either. Maybe, but... <laughs> I only say that because I was, I was coming up in like the board... At that time, I was playing traditional, like very specific jazz music. And then when I heard, heard that, it was like this almost like a noise you know what i mean yeah that, that was fucked up and weird yeah. can i say that yeah, yeah you can yeah and uh um it was fucked up and weird but it always stuck in my mind because i was always like what a strange thing that that was and then a few years later they they blew up but also at that same time i also was going a lot to the dance club so i'd go to, to a bunch of house parties and stuff like that in, in the city which were just like incredible things to go to and you know D Derek May would come in and like you know uh, Derek Carter Derek all Carter all these dudes would come in this uh, we're talking 1985 or something wow. you know what I mean so it's like to be I was six then <laughs> to, to, to be like you know but to like like you're talking about electric blues traditional jazz avant-garde stuff uh, post punk uh, post rock yeah, yeah post rock stuff even hard rock stuff and then house stuff all I played on a couple of house records by this dude named, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Victor Romeo. Okay. Victor Romeo. This is what record I played on. <laughs> it's amazing. Lux? The Tranquility Bass stuff? Did you, Tranquility did you play Bass was later. Oh, later. That was later. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, of course, Isotope 217 started uh, you know, with some of the guys from Tortoise and all. And like I said, with the, the strange avant rock stuff with Gosser del Sol and you know Bundy K Brown doing his thing and and that I I guess I feel really now that I think about it really blessed to be able to have actually been in the spot where where all that stuff was happening yeah. at the time you yeah. know and uh still trying to push the idea of creative um new thinking forward you know rather than just lay on something or lay on a formula that works you know yeah because you can do that for the re a lot of people do that the rest of their musical lives and it's boring as hell We've talked uh, quite a bit today about punk rock, and we've talked a lot about jazz and avant improvised music. I'm curious if all of you can maybe talk about the relationship between these two things, because for me, this is my this is my middle ground. When I heard Thelonious Monk records or whatever when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, this makes complete sense with the punk rock I'm listening to." But some of my, you know, some people didn't really see the connection. Obviously, you're coming from those two worlds. Can you maybe talk about what wh what you see as the connection between them? Something that Rob said a little bit, like he was talking about, like these people just saying, "Okay, it's all right. We're playing this, but you gotta at one point you gotta find your own uh, vocabulary and your own sound and your own way to do things." And of course, it's coming from different perspectives, but that's all. Like f at, at least for me, like the punk rock I grew up with, and I, my idea of punk rock, that's the first thing. First thing, you know, it's just like. You do you do your thing, you know. Might suck, might be nothing, but it's you. You do your thing. Of course, with the with the the jazz and you know coming from that, it's like it's it's after a lot of like other stuff. And with punk rock, is maybe the first thing you do, and then you get into all the other stuff, you know. So I see the total connection there you know as far as like uh finding your own identity and then putting it out you know like that's it that's who i am that's my sound and i'm searching for it and i'm trying it you know i'm trying and i'm and, and i'm in front of you and it's exposed you might like it you might think it sucks but uh, that it is that's what it is you know and and i remember like and i remember um just okay doing my do we're doing our thing and then lo looking for records and then okay tr knew knew a little bit about train you know uh, then finding this record meditations and i didn't know about it i had heard some train i had heard maybe blue train i had heard love supreme and i loved it and then you get that thing and you put it on and it's like wow like what what you know it's, yeah like like this thing happened this thing happened 40 years ago. What the hell am I thinking? You know, like these guys were onto something. 
and it just blew up blew my mind was just like wow you know and sometimes people listen to it and they, they, they they put off by it you know they're just like okay this is just noise I can't I can't I can't deal with it you know but people say the same thing about punk yeah so that's that's what I'm saying is okay this is just noise who's this feral guy what is he doing you know and but because maybe because we were coming off from the punk rock thing that just like wow this is just so fresh even though it was made 35 40 years ago this is so fresh it's like man you know and then oh, this world just opens up you know so marisa do you think that sao paulo underground is a punk rock band totally totally a hundred percent a hundred and fifty percent man no no it is it is punk rock yeah yeah i i think it's a punk rock band i mean that's what i hear when i hear the band and it's like Punk rock, electronics, punk rock, free jazz, all together. Punk yeah. rock approach free to free samba yoga. Punk rock, free samba yoga. Sonics. Punk rock, free samba yoga. Is that what I just heard? I didn't yeah, even know that was how, a thing. That's how we call that music. That's the two of them. I'm, I, I, I'm just like, okay. I'm the G-ball. I just watch. Old watched. girly bastard likes that as well. <laughs> I like that old girly bastard tries to keep his distance from most of the things being said by these two guys over here. But that's just because they're at the other side of the table. If yeah. I was at that side of the table, I'd be like... secretly dreams about it. I know it's a family. All right, so I, I'm glad we all agree that you guys are a punk rock band because otherwise it would be really tense at this table right now. And, now, and also what I was going to say, like the relation between the two, like this whole, like I don't know, free jazz and punk rock thing, I think it's a... It's a music that's very connected to a community feeling, you know? Yeah. We were joking a little bit about, like, the feeling here in Guelph, but the festival here has got a lot to do with that. Like, it's very welcoming, no matter, like... Well, they're both total underground cultures that galvanize yeah. people. And it's, like... And are in political. Its, in its essence, it's, like, it's about gathering people together, you know, to make something happen, because otherwise it wouldn't happen. I think it's got that feeling a lot and that goes like that translates to the music a lot to the way people you know uh act with each other and you know like all the stuff yeah. i agree well that's good i'm glad that you guys keep doing this stuff and i'm very happy to always get to talk to you every time you're in guelph and likewise i, I kind of alluded to I, I sort of hinted at this earlier but can you maybe talk a little bit about what's next for Sao Paulo Underground, Chicago Underground, or any of the other uh, projects you've got going? I mean, we all, we all got various projects going. There's a special project that we're doing with, with Nana Vasconcellos, Mike Ladd, um, Rodrigo Brandão, Sao Paulo Underground, Jeff Parker, uh, Jusara, this amazing uh, vocalist from Brazil. Um, where we're, you know, we're mixing all, all of the different influences from all of us and seeing what we can come up with in a collective way. And that we're actually going to Brazil next week. These guys are going back, but I'm going there too um, to work on this project for three weeks and see what we can come up with. Did we ever establish what brought you to Brazil in the first place, Rob? I was married to a Brazilian woman. Oh, okay, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, and uh, we separated a long time ago. And then I met the beautiful Brittany Bernson in chicago at the green mill she seems nice she seems incredibly nice yeah. and, and i felt hopelessly and hopefully and hope hopey in love hopey it makes me hop <laughs> i see <laughs> how much i'm in love with her oh well, that's nice <laughs> which she's from chicago so i went back to chicago <laughs> yeah have you guys ever seen rob this happy in your lives <laughs> uh no actually no it's kind of freaky what are you I'm talking about? <laughs> He's too happy. <laughs> last night. <laughs> anyway, uh, last night he was. That, so that was because it was too much, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the body can only take so much. Wait, wait, know? wait, wait! What happened last night? It was just, it was, it was like multiple days of incredible euphoric happiness, and then I hit the wall like last night before, before the last beers leading up to Galarmi's, uh birthday so of course we had the pharaoh shows we had the early morning sao paulo underground show everything that everybody's giving us cheeseburgers and bottles of wine <laughs> and like bringing guelph is so inviting and just canada's insane and then you know i just hit a point where you know after the sao paulo underground show after the lunch i was beat you know i was just like we all physically were. We and all mentally were. But, trash but bobby was yeah and i tried to push it a little more 
When you when you know you're going to collaborate with someone of Pharaoh Sanders' caliber, what is that? How do you deal with that? <laughs> well, How do you kind of mentally prepare to, to work with someone like Pharaoh Sanders? Well, you know, at, at first it was harrowing because it was like we had no idea yeah. what Pharaoh was going to be like. And then very early on, we learned like he's he's just a regular guy, man. He's an remember, icon of the I, music. I remember but being he's a, totally terrified. Yeah, totally, man. The first note, and then yeah. after the first note, it's like. Gonna yeah. be all right. I think you guys didn't just improvise. You played some of your own songs. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and he it's had to a, it's join you. It's a structured you. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a structured thing. Yeah. But after like this was, I think it's the eighth show we've done with this configuration, and now it feels like Pharaoh is just one of us, man. You know, he's just hanging out yeah. and wants to play uh, music that is that is that that uh, that projects love. And you know, he wants to play with people that also have that same. I think he was telling Brit. What was he telling you, Brit, about the concept of love and all? Ah, he just said it was nice to play with people who love one another, who just play themselves. That's it. What? There's nothing more to say. That's it. He just liked to play with people who love one another and want to project love, and that's it. Yeah, and he said he, he said something about love. And he by the sounds of it, yeah. And he was, you know, I suppose he was talking about us, and it was like very, what what bigger compliment in the universe yeah. can you have from a somebody? Is there you know? a plan to collaborate further with him? We have this. We have one more show coming in Frankfurt in October. Well, just for this year. And yeah, we want to keep doing it. We yeah. recorded the show in, in Lisbon for Jazz and Augusto Fe Festival, which the Clean oh, Feed. With Pharaoh? Yeah, with oh. the Clean Feed label is interested in putting out, yeah. but we have to get into the recording and see see if it's uh, it's going to work, you know. But definitely, you know, Pharaoh also came to Brazil a couple months ago and played just with Sao Paulo Underground. Along with uh, a couple other players from from uh, Sao Paulo, Rogério Martins and uh, Thomas Hoyer. and Thomas Royer, amazing Habeca player, which I wrote a set of music. My mother recently passed away, and Sorry I wrote some that. music called uh, "Return the Tides," which Farah was able to uh, join us on, and uh, Play that that's another thing us. that was just yeah, it was just amazing for him to to be a part of that energy. So. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know you're always busy, so thank you for making time for me today and, and trying to eat lunch and Vicious chat at the, the same man. time. We'll do it, man. Every time you need. Anytime. Just Anything you want. Anything you want, man. I appreciate that very much. Uh, speaking of things I want, I wanted to go out on a song. Can we include a, a song, uh, a piece from your latest record on this? Uh, sure. The moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. The moon's beauty is in variations of sameness. <laughs> okay, that's that was one version of what I meant. I, I was actually ho hoping something, hoping something from the record actually. But that would, I mean, not that that wasn't lovely, and I'm not trying to we'll sound ungrateful. We'll do dream a little G ball, dream a little G, dream a little G, dream a little G ball. Dream a little G. That's about all there is. I think I, this might be a hidden track after the runout groove or something. I didn't notice that. You can just play. You can just play the first song off of the record. Those oh, songs. dirty hummingbird. That's yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, G Ball. Happy birthday. I got it. I think I got it. I got what you mean. We got one though. We got one. Going nuts. We got one. This is the last one. This is on the Ekandayo record. Okay. Just love and the love and that's all. 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 We're doing the natural fade out. Super bang on the table style.
thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.